Hello, everyone, and welcome to yet another SDGC After Hours review discussion. And today we are going to be reviewing Elden Ring. I'm playing it on the PS5 and have been playing it for about a week now, and I've got quite a lot to say. Uh, and joining me in our little roundtable discussion tonight are Derek. Hello, Derek. Hi, John. I am super excited to be here and be talking about this game. I'm I'm ready. Let's let's fucking go. I've been waiting for this all day. And uh, and and Finn, our our very cool PR guy, Finn. How are you doing tonight? Hello, John. I'm doing well. Uh, I'm just here because you know Elden Ring and games and 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 sake blessing and whatnot. Video games so, good. Video, video games, games are great. Is good. And for the past week, they've been especially good to me. Um, so uh, well, let's we... just spoil the review right at the beginning. Hey, I did, I... so John, <laughs> on a scale of one to Final Fantasy VI, where does Elden Ring fall? Well, for you? before we get into all of that, there are a few things we need to get out of the way first. First of all, code provided by Bandai Namco. So thank you very much for the opportunity to review Elden Ring. Appreciate that. In regards to story. I'm going to keep things as basic as possible. Pretty much stick uh, to just like background yeah, information. Like, and, and, and I also want to make it clear, I'm 60-something odd hours into this game and I have not finished it. Yeah, you've um, been playing since last playing Wednesday. non-stop since Wednesday. Like non-stop. Since, yeah, since last 60 Wednesday. 60 hours yeah. in night. less than a week is a good amount of time. Um, I know that there is, there's some, I believe there's some kind of a day one patch. There's uh, supposed to be a update. day one patch that'll be like a big booster performance probably. Yeah, but... Um, but we, I, I can get into performance and, and stuff like that later. So, so anybody who knows me knows that I am a huge Souls guy. I'm a huge Souls bro, as we call ourselves. Don't say and, that because you are <laughs> are. Hmm. Yeah, I said that. Don't I said that, like sp- that. I sp- <laughs> I said that specifically to get under your skin. It worked. <laughs> Derek, you mean you're not a Souls bro? But no, I, I I love the uh, I love the Souls games all the way back to Demon Souls, the original Demon Souls on PS3, not the not the remake. Although yep. I played that too, and um, I've played every release. Uh, I have put literally thousands and thousands of hours. Yeah, let's let's see what were all of our three backgrounds because of course you're the one who's been playing the game, and Finn and I are going to have a lot of questions. Right, kind of speaking from the audience perspective. Um, so maybe kind of knowing where Finn and I come from as well. I was interested in the original Demon Souls. Like it was kind of an interesting, weird thing that I, I enjoyed but didn't fall hard into. But Dark Souls, Dark Souls hit me hard. And I love the Dark Souls trilogy. I actually am one of those people I don't like I like Bloodborne, but it doesn't scratch the same itch as the Dark Souls trilogy does. And I famously am not like a tremendous fan of Sekiro. So Dark Souls is is really the core of this experience for me. And that's I think what I'm going to be looking for is the stuff that made Dark Souls special to me. And what about you, Finn? I mean, I still have my original PS3 Demon Souls limited edition with the like strategy guide art book thing that they packed in with it back when uh, no one believed in it. I was like, this looks pretty cool. And I picked it up. <laughs> And ever since then, you know, Dark Souls 1, 2, 3, the, re- the, the remakes, the Demon Souls remake. Don't forget Bloodborne. Sek- Bloodborne, Sekiro. Uh, I mean, I'm with Derek. I think Sekiro did the least for me. But that's just, that's neither here nor there. I'm excited for Elden Ring for many reasons. I, I'm interested to hear about the quality of life improvements that I've heard. The, the help, like, <clears throat> not, not talking of accessibility and, and difficulty, but 
the things that help mitigate frustration that have been pretty much permeating through this this franchise. And also, I know I'm not sure you've, if you've been able to tackle this, but I'm really curious about the Elden Ring uh, co-opness as well. Because so that, I, yeah, anyway, that's my background. I've been playing okay. since I'm an OG day one. But there's lots of things about Elden Ring that have piqued my intrigue to make it like one of the most anticipated in a while. So I'll just take this from the top, right? In every single Souls game, your character is referred to by some kind of moniker, right? Like you are, uh, you know, the chosen undead. Ashen one. one. Uh, you know, the Ashen one. In, uh, is that Dark Souls 2 or 3? You're the That's Ashen three. one. That's three. And, and two, you're... Uh, um, no one remembers. I can't remember that. Uh, and, um, and, <laughs> you're and, that and, guy. Arise, undead homie. <laughs> so in Elden Ring, you are tarnished. That is what your kind is called. You're tarnished. And uh, the first thing you do when you, when you boot the game up is you choose your class, right? You've got samurai, uh, you know, warrior, vagabond. You know, you've got caster classes. There's um, the confessor, which is kind of like a warrior priest class. I went with vagabond because it seemed like a good... I'm more of like a big heavy armor sword and shield kind of guy. So vagabond is kind of like a big heavy strength build type of preset. More or less, but I mean, I always gravitate towards quality builds quality in the souls games being the balanced strength and dex strength like and dex, very yeah, strength and dex at 40 and 40 and then pumping the rest into health and endurance i'm assuming that the meta for this will be 125 as it is in every single souls game i, so I do imagine most i don't know see i feel like because the big push in this is co-op that the meta will be having builds that complement each other well, I'm just talking about the level. I'm I'm talking about uh, I'm talking about the levels that people t- top out. Oh, gotcha, 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 gotcha. I think it's also worth noting that you absolutely do not need to care about like meta or or specific you builds yeah, to enjoy. Because no. I it never does, have. Yeah. All it does, generally, an agreed upon level that that gets you the most uh, player pool to to uh, to choose from. But that, that that but that's really all it is. At any rate, I um I I rolled a vagabond, and I the minute you walk out, the game doesn't take very long. To, to kind of boot you out into the world. There's a little optional area that you can kind of run through, you know, and it's got your traditional messages on there telling you that, you know, roll is, you know, circle and R1 is attack. You know, this is how you block and parry and so on and so forth. It's present in whoa, literally whoa, whoa. every you single You can parry game. in this game? Oh, game changer. I know. Yeah, it's weird. You do have a jump button. You do have a jump button. This is Dark Souls with hops. And it's a legit jump button too. You know, it's it feels like a, it feels like a platforming jump button, which is pretty cool. Then you, uh, you, you make your way out into the world, and the first thing you see is what's called the Erd Tree, just kind of growing out of the... Uh, it, it's almost, it reminds me a lot of Yggdrasil, you know, the world tree. It's, it's, it's gorgeous. Like, and, and I, well, there's I gotta a lot specify. of Norse influence in Elden Ring in general, there is, right? There is. I found that the Norse influences were subtle. It's much more like high dark fantasy. Than, than like, you know, it's just a straight up Norse souls. But the, the, the one thing that sticks with me as I'm thinking about it is my feeling when I walked out into the world. It is rare that a game leaves me breathless with its scope and its beauty. I, I felt that, the last time I felt that was in 2017 when I first walked out into Hyrule in Breath of the Wild. You say what you want about that game, but that's that's quite the vista you walk out to. And this is the first time since then that I have felt that with a video game. You walk out into the world and you see the Erd tree glowing there in front of you, huge, and and you it just it took my breath away. 
from a scope perspective, this is one of the most majestic, well-realized worlds I've ever encountered in a game. It is beautiful. It is, it's gorgeous. Um, the art direction, it just washes over you uh, when you walk out there. And and then, you know, there's an NPC standing there, um, and he tells you, okay, look, you know, we got to get to the Ur tree. It's time for you to become the Elden Lord. You know, the Elden Ring is shattered, and we've got to get all five great runes. And and then we can, you can become the Elden Lord. This kind of sounds like somebody played Mad Libs with Dark Souls and just <laughs> shifted some. To be fair, a lot of these games are just like capital uh, letter pronoun words, you know? It's yeah. Just, uh, right. So or I will proper say, nouns. Like, that's what I'm looking for. So I will say this. So I know George R. R. Martin uh, contributed to the story, right? I I I'll tell like I I don't know where he contributed. I mean, the story is good. I'm not going to say anything about it here, but it's also just so when people hear and I want to clear this up because I, I feel like this is an important point to make. When people hear George R. R. Martin is writing the story, they're like, "Oh man, we're going to have this huge, epic, very narrative, deep." You know, that's not what you're going to get here. It is very much a Souls game. The storytelling is minimalist. A lot of it is vague and left up to your interpretation. So and classic style. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like one, so, one of so, the comments you made was that in a lot of ways, this if they had slapped Dark Souls 4 on the title, you you probably wouldn't have questioned it. I wouldn't have questioned it at all. I mean, it is essentially Dark Souls 4. Only instead of souls, your you know, your your currency's runes. But I mean, for all intents and purposes, it feels like Dark Souls 4. And uh, because you know, like Bloodborne, when Bloodborne came out, that was very much its own thing, right? When Sekiro came out, that was very much its own thing. Yeah. This this feels like a continuation of Dark Souls, not in name, but in l just about everything else. You know, the big difference is that this is a big open world, right? Like, this is something that we have never seen before in a Souls game. Now, you know, you've had... Now, and the Souls games, you know, in the past have been masters of world building and interconnectivity. You know, I remember Dark Souls, like, you know, you, you open one door and you're like, okay, I'm walking out the hall. Two hours later, you open a door and it takes you right back to the Firelink Shrine. And you're like, holy shit, that was an amazing little shortcut. Like, yeah, the had, original it, Dark Souls is is like a masterpiece in right. level design linking back in on itself, I feel and, like. Well, this, when I say open world game, I mean exactly that. It is one of the largest game worlds I have ever encountered. And That's you awesome. can you can walk in any direction and there's nothing there's really nothing gating you there's nothing stopping you except for you know the fact that you know this place is basically australia every living thing wants to kill you <laughs> and the things that aren't alive want to kill you also and i'll tell you what the minute you leave the starting area and you walk down this little hill there is a named boss just wandering around the world and ready to kill you in two hits you know what that reminds me of is like Xenoblade Chronicles, yeah. Which is not yeah. open world, or even Tales of Arise, yeah. More yeah. recently, but, but that but, feeling but, of like walking around an area and here's just like level ninety seven, furious Bart Simpson ready to, but just see, Dan, pound this, you into this the is, ground. This is even this is even different than that though, because you're like you know in those games they were just larger variations of right, right, whatever enemy. In this, like the boss bar it's a comes Souls up boss. and that epic yeah. music starts coming up. And um and and then you get flattened. Most Can likely. you escape those um, fights once they you get can. initiated? You can. You run away. Okay, so it doesn't like fog wall so, you in. Or no, anything. no, okay. no, 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 Here, no. Here's no. a question for you, John. You mentioned the jump button feels like a platforming thing, but because they've now added a jump button, 
I imagine they have, you know, designed this world around utilizing that. So does that mean that this game is more platform heavy? Uh, or how I, does the jump button get utilized? I have, I, I have found that for sure. Yes, okay. absolutely. I have, I have um, two questions in regards like to in the jump button. Like in a good way? Well, no, or... in a good way. Like like I like just earlier today, I was playing in a in a huge open city that I'll get to later, but I was jumping from rooftop to rooftop. So so that kind of links to the questions I was going to have. John, did you play Dragon's Dogma? Unfortunately. Okay, well, um, fuck you. Damn. But <laughs> how Shots fired? How look? If I think like a big open world Soulsy jump button, huge sense of scale, like Dragon's Dogma is one of the first things that comes to <clears throat> mind. Is jumping, platforming, like height, utilized kind of like it is in Dragon's Dogma, or is this like it's more of a it's more of a means to like clear gaps than gotcha than anything else um i was gonna say or is it like skyrim where jumping doesn't mean much but you can go up 90 degree inclines by you know hopping on more more leaned more towards skyrim to be honest with you Um, i don't know if that's good or bad it it, it is uh it is simply because um, it is good and bad well well it's also useful in combat and it makes you feel like a badass when somebody swings at you and you just jump right over their head and stab in the back yeah so that that's a really good feeling. But you know, you made that Dragon's Dogma comparison, and I I, I hate doing this, but I'm gonna compare it to Breath of the Wild. I know we all like saying, Oh, this is the Breath of the Wild of whatever. But this really is Breath like of the Wild Souls was a the- really magical moment though for open worlds, I think well, and for see, so many people. So but emotionally that-, that could be a very resonant connection to make. It it is, but 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 I'm making it not just not just because of the world. Breath of the Wild changed the Zelda formula it completely. Just completely flipped the script, turned the entire formula on its head. This does the same thing for Dark Souls. When you hear open world, like, for example, a lot of people were complaining about the way that, you know, the fact that Pokemon Arceus had this big world. It wasn't an open world, I know, but big world by Pokemon standards. But it was empty. But it was empty, right? There's nothing to do. That's not the case here. There are soul, like, you know, you got those classic NPCs, souls NPCs who give you, you know, like, you know, they'll sit there, you know, you walk up and they're like, uh, look at you. <laughs> like there's, there, there's a lot of that here and they will, and they will send you on little, little quests, little side quests. And do you know, Derek, how in Dark Souls, you would talk to a character like Solaire at the beginning. And if you played your cards right and you met him at certain points, you could finish his story arc. Yeah, 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 like those are the side quests. There's yeah. there's character yeah, big NPCs have some kind of side quest uh attached to them. That's what's going on here essentially, and they're peppered all throughout the world. And uh and I, I I'm still in the middle of some of them. You know, so my big fear was you, you know, this we knew that this was going to upend the souls formula completely, right? So I was wonder I was I was worried that aside from killing enemies, there wasn't going to be a whole lot to do in the world, but not only is there a lot to do out in the world, exploring the game is so rewarding it it feels like a metroid game uh because you're out in this huge this hostile world all by yourself everything wants to kill you and you have no one to rely on and the sense of danger permeating every step cannot be understated this world feels dangerous because it, it is you have taken that souls level difficulty and applied it to an open world where like, like, you know, flying bats will kill you if you're not careful. Um, and, and I have never felt in such danger in an open world before. Like the threat is real and it's, it's so cool. Now here's a question for you then because it's open world. 
I heard one of the big changes to Elden Ring from the classic Dark Souls formula is how saves worked. And I, isn't aren't they a lot more open with where you can save now? So you still have to save at, um, well, the version of the bonfires here are called Lost Grace. You know, you touch a Lost Grace and you sit down in front of it like a bonfire, right? But this being an open world, there's a lot of them. They're all over the place, right? And a cool new addition that I know both of you will love is as you're getting close to some boss encounters, you will see a little statue of a woman. I can't remember offhand what it's called. I, I should have written it down. But if you die, and you will numerous times, you can choose to respawn at the last grace spot that you sat at, or you could choose to respawn at that statue. So you sort of so have you, both. So like you don't have to run back. You, you don't have to do that that run all the way back. You don't back have to the run boss. back. Well, now, I granted, think that that alone is a game changer. Yeah. So you've I mean, effectively granted, got that a, boss is still probably going to kill you. You've got but. a difference between your your bonfire replacements and sort of pre-boss checkpoints. Right. But you can choose to say I want to I want to take another stab at this, save me the run back, start me right from this checkpoint, or right. you can go, uh, eh, maybe this is not the right time for this and go back to the bonfire and head off in a different direction. Uh, yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, okay. And and uh, it is it is a really cool quality of life feature. I feel like this franchise has needed. Yeah. Um, and and some purists might say, oh, but part of the challenge is running back to the boss. The bosses here are harder than anything I encountered in any. In, in, in I, I also think in, that's a, a a bullshit statement. To be honest with you, like yeah. that running that the run back is part of the challenge. Like, oh no, I agree. I agree. Be. I'm just saying. I'm I'm just saying that, that you know that's what some people will say. Yeah. Well, um, some people's brains are broken. Love but, you. But you know this that is offset by the fact that the I consider these to be, and I'm not talking about Sekiro Bloodborne. I'm limiting this to Dark Souls one, two, and three. Yeah. These are by far the most difficult bosses I've encountered. Okay. Uh, okay. I mean, now uh, let me let me flip the script on you a little bit, okay? Because you say difficult, but how many of them have been like incredibly memorable outside their difficulty? Because oh I think some of um, my favorite bosses in this franchise have not necessarily been the hardest ones, but the ones with extremely interesting, well pulled off fight mechanics or like so, narratively interesting purpose. Right. You know, there is there is like one. you know how in Demon Souls everyone remembers the dragon on the bridge. Yeah, but he's yeah. like, yeah. well, you know. yeah, but it's like th that's what we're talking about. Like, no, 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 no. I yeah. got it. I got it. Um, so I'll say this much: there is one boss fight in this game in particular, and I won't spoil anything about it. But it is grander in scope and scale than anything this franchise has seen. Hell yeah! Um, and is it a fight fight or is it a puzzle boss? No, it's a fight. Okay, oh, it's not like boy, it's, it's not like fight. Demon Souls Dragon God where it's just a puzzle. No, Jesus, no, it's a don't no, Derek, it's a fight that I okay. have not beaten yet. Okay. Or like um, the uh the ancient wyvern in Dark Souls 3 where you just have no, to navigate is, no, through No, 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 no. This it. is a straight this is a up fight. fight. Okay. Okay. Um and and like I said, uh, you'll you'll know it when you see there's literally no there's no missing this one. Um it's part of the story. Uh it's not one of these side bosses you can find out in the world and it, you know, when you talk about like just like an epic scope uh, of a Dark Souls boss, like this is this is the this is one of the grandest I've seen. Um, just because the way the way the fight plays out, and that's all I'm going to say. You love to see it. You love to hear um, it. Yeah. And uh, and and speaking of bosses, there's a ton of them. Good. A that's a big draw of, of these games for me. Is is cool, interesting, unique bosses. So and it, you know, 
you know what's wild, Derek? Is is I do not know. I have not been playing be- the game. Well, so I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you what's wild. Um, because it's such an open world game, it's and a massive open world game. You can expect, and you know, you, you you might think, and you would be mostly right that some of the bosses you find out in the wild are like larger versions of regular enemies. That's to be expected, right? Yeah, you'll but have a couple of those. The twist is that those enemies may or may not use different tactics tactics or take new, more horrifying forms. Yeah, um, good. And uh, to, to kind of spice things up and keep you on your toes a little bit. So you might see a, uh, a boss wandering the wilds that looks like a larger version of an enemy you've already fought, but chances are it's going to pull some fucking shit on you halfway through the fight. Um, so that's you sit there and be like, oh, I've fought them before. Yeah. That's not that big a oh, deal. Oh, no, wait a minute. Nope, 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 nope. Yeah. And the enemy designs are another thing. There is, so I mentioned on Twitter that there, there's a particular enemy in this game that is one of the most unsettling I have ever come across in any video game. Yeah, yeah let's I, not describe it because I do think that we want this to be a surprise yeah. when people yeah. run into it. No, no, oh, no, 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 no. I wasn't going to describe yeah, it. Yeah, because like one all, of my most favorite, I, I've been thinking about my time with the Souls games and that clip came up of me uh, walking through the door and seeing the, the handhead baby thing. Yeah. And like moments like those where you just see some shit that makes you go, oh, fuck this, are, are a big part of what makes these games. like. You're going to get some moments like that. My consistent thread through what makes all of the FromSoft games, the ones that I like and don't like, feel more interesting than a lot of like knockoffs and clones is that feeling of exploration and discovery and not knowing what kind of horrible or unexpected thing might be around the next corner. And it sounds like Elden Ring does pretty good at that. It does. Mm-hmm. I, what, here's one of the coolest things about that, Derek, um, if you don't mind. This yeah. is something that, that but before I forget it, <laughs> so this world is surrounded by water on all sides. Mm-hmm. That means that this huge-ass game world, if you see a mountain in the distance, or you can go there. So um, they use I, they use the ocean to wall off the game world basically instead of invisible walls or mountain ranges. Yeah, well, well, it's like it, it, it's the ocean, and then there's like a vast sea of fog on the other side. Mm-hmm. And uh, but what that does is it it show it it tells you that when you walk out into this world, if you see something in the distance, you can go to it, you can climb it, you can explore it. And I, I cannot wait for people to see the sheer scope of this world. It is I, I, like I'm in a city right now. And I've been in the same city for two hours, not just because it's difficult, because I keep there's st- more buildings, more streets, like there's a whole underground sewer system. And I'm like, Jesus, uh, how how like in a good way, I'm like, how long can this go? This is incredible. If you just like to explore, you know, and and actually feel I actually feel like you're exploring a dangerous world. This is the game that's going to do it for you. Okay. It's unmatched, in my opinion. Now, you said that you've been playing for 60 hours and you haven't finished it yet. Do you have any indication of where you might be in the game? There are... So, bear in mind, I have been playing for 60 hours. There are, So, I know that there are five great runes to, co- to collect, right? That's not a spoiler. The game tells you that right at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, like ringing the go two bells the in Dark Souls 1 yeah. or yeah. what have you. Exactly. You got to find, you know, find the great runes. Um, I'm 60 hours in. I found two of them. 
That's hmm, because they your 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 other three could be in quick succession. Like Dark Souls games are not. Oh, I know where they're at, Derek. I can't beat the people holding them. Oh. <laughs> I can't even get. I can't even get to one of them yet. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's that's almost feels that almost feels overwhelming a tiny bit. It like did at the first. thought that you're sixty hours in, you've experienced so much of the game. Like this, this yeah, sounds too good to be true. Speed runs are gonna be. There's, there's a lot more. This sounds too good to be true. This feels like I'm getting a new trilogy of Dark Souls in one game, right? And like, it, well, here's a question for you, then, John. You, you mentioned a character class you chose, right? Uh, why don't you? What are the pros and cons of the class you chose? Like, are there moments where you wish you had chosen a different class, or what well, were some moments where you're like, holy <laughs> shit? This is my jam. Well, I mean, so the, the the thing about a Souls game is, is that, you know, it doesn't really matter what class you pick. Like, I pick classes based on the fact that I just, you know, like a melee build. And I also, you know, I like a melee, I, I like a melee build that starts with cool looking armor. Right. That's what I, that's what I, I, that, you know, that's what I want. And the Vagabond hit those for me. Uh, and again, like, you know, you can, you can take the Vagabond and, make them a, a, a caster if you want. Like, and it's all about how you, which, you know, which... It's just a starting uh, point. You, know, you can always level right, up yeah. in any of a dozen different ways. You could have picked... Exactly. And the, you can make, and you can take any one of those builds and make them a quality build, um, which is what I do every time because I like to be able to use every weapon and piece and armor set in the game. And speaking of weapons and armor sets, I'm 60 hours in and I haven't found a ton of armor. And that's not because there's not a lot of armor in the game. It's because the, the, the world is so damn big that it's easy to miss. Um, I would I, I would also see, ask is armor handled exactly the way it is in like Dark Souls or do you is it seem like there are fewer but more meaningfully distinct pieces of armor? No, it's no, it's it's about the same. Okay. I often um, like feel for like example, the armor I'm, I'm in these walking games around is, What's that? I was going to say I I often feel the armor in these games is like there's a lot of redundant sets. You know what I mean? There yeah, is like, one do you set, feel a sense of progression? Well, but, but again, upgrades. like, well, but, but again, like, you know, the whole point of Dark Souls is, you know, like any weapon is viable. Like, like there's really no such thing as I've got a long sword and now I've got a bastard sword and a bastard sword is better than a long sword. It all depends on moveset and, you know, whether or not you turn the weapon into a quality weapon or you just keep it regular and you pump it up to a, you know, a broadsword plus 15. Um, there's right. really no such thing as something is better than the other here. It's more, it's all about your, it's all about your play style. It's about that weapons move. Set. I've been murked by dudes um, with pickaxes before. Like, I'm yeah, <laughs> like it's like, like none, none of that really matters, um, in the souls games. Uh, and the same holds true here. Now I am wearing now and I'm my favorite armor set of all time in any of the souls games is the elite knight set. I just like the way it looks. Yeah. And I'm wearing a set. Uh, I'm wearing a set of knight armor that looks very similar to the elite knight set. I have seen, uh, and I I have found maybe like seven or eight armor sets, and I have seen ghosts of other reviewers running around just like in you know any other Souls game, uh, who have who are wearing armor that I haven't seen or found yet. A lot of it, so I know it's out there. It's just that the world is so big that it's easy to walk right past it. Uh, but Derek, I mean Derek, I've, I'm using that classic Dark Souls Claymore. Excellent. Have you seen anybody running around with weapon. that that classic like Xanthus King Jeremiah gigantic rap head? I haven't seen any of that yet. Okay, I really um, hope something that stupid makes it in. Like I haven't seen any of that yet. Ooh, I do. I I have a good, fun question for you, John. Ask because, me the fun question. I mean, 
this the franchise is known for it, its its difficulty and the deaths. What has been your most bullshit death so far? Ooh. Um, <laughs> like like the one where you 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 had to just put the controller down and be like, "Fuck, fuck, I need a break." That was bullshit. Like it could be something super cheap or like you got super close to something. So I don't know, it, whatever so you want. It was so it was actually like one of those piddling enemies, you know, that you that um you know that just walk around slowly, but like he starts slashing with a knife randomly, like really quickly. And for I was rolling around, but I I didn't have any stamina left, and I dropped my controller, <laughs> and uh and he just went bam 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 and killed me, and I was like one of the weakest enemies in the game, and I'm like, I need a drink. I was like, <laughs> I need to go pour myself a drink right now. I can't fucking believe I just did that. It as happens as to everyone from time go, to time. So 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 in every Souls game, without fail. There is that one boss that makes you want to put your fist through uh, some drywall, right? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Trust me, that boss is here. I have not beaten him yet, and I I feel like I never will. But that's that's par for the course <laughs> for 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 any soul. There's always that one, right? This game, I have definitely found this game's Ornstein and Smoke. And uh, in terms I, of just like memor- memorableness, or? no. In terms of oh god, I this sucks. Like like Ornstein and Smoke was memorable. This boss is not all that memorable, to be frank. And it's just very. It, it is like every every Dark Souls game has that one boss that's just hor- feels horribly cheap and unfair. And and this is that this is that boss. I was like, I knew you were in here somewhere, uh, and I, I hate that I found you. I hate that you're gating me from progressing the story. <laughs> so because it was just a boss in the world, and I I would walk away from it. But also that sense of accomplishment kind of like, like I'd like, it, it, this is really cool. Actually, I should mention this when you look at your map uh, and this is something you will need to do. Anybody listening to this and, and, and you two, when you're playing this, I highly recommend you do this. When you look at your map, you're going to find all kinds of stuff across the world, be it like named bosses wandering around or doors that you can't open yet because you need what's called a, a stone sword key. You, you just find them randomly. Um, you're going to find all these little interesting points, NPCs that need you to come back later you have a hundred markers that you can drop down on any one of these points and just leave them there on the map. And trust me when I say that this world is so big that if you see something cool and you think, okay, I'm going to come back to this later, you will forget where it's at. You will. As I learned the other night, when I walked around for two hours trying to find one NPC that I had met, use those markers on the map, use them, love them, get to know them. They're your friends. They're there. They're they are there to help you. I cannot stress that enough. Use the markers. God, just even even talking about it, like like, I am not exaggerating. And again, like I have not finished it, but I'm sixty hours in, so I feel pretty. I I I feel I feel like I, sixty hours in. You gotta have a solid in. vibe on what you're playing. So this <laughs> is one of the finest video games I've ever played. Hey, now, I have, is, I have, is that colored by well, your previous on. love no. of the franchise? No, I say that without any sort of bias i it has completely revitalized a franchise that frankly had was running out of steam and well it's also on consoles i i i cannot i i cannot stress enough just how taken aback i am at the 
you know, like I'll, I'll, I'll use the word majesty. Like the game is majestic. Like it, you know, epic in scope compared to like, think of like, think of like the first time you saw Gondor in Lord of the Rings. Like that's what Never it's like. Never seen it. Really? I'm kidding. I was going to okay. say that, does, that doesn't scan. But, but it is like seeing Gondor in Lord of the Rings. Like I, again, like I'll make the Breath of the Wild, I'll make the Breath of the Wild comparison. Like it is, it is a game that is just as epic as Breath of the Wild, but also a far more beautiful. It's a beautiful game. And speaking of beauty, that reminds me, let's talk about performance, right? Because that's yes. always an issue in Souls games, right? Um Especially so considering are, so, we have a day one patch. So, like, I, I, I'm prepared for this to be rough. I'm definitely hoping that this day one patch well, does. Oh, okay. It's not rough. Um, so, so, so I'm playing. So, there's performance mode and there's quality mode, right? Quality mode prioritizes resolution and performance, obviously, uh, per, you know, prioritizes frame rate. I've been playing on performance for 99% of the time. And aside from a little initial choppiness when you load into new, like because you know you can teleport between, uh, you know, lost. Oh, that you know, was another points. question. Was was yeah? How is fast travel in this game? Yeah, no, so. it's it's you know you just fast travel to another place that you've you know sat Ugh. by. Good. Aside from a little initial choppiness when the lo- when the world loads, I have seen very very few dips below sixty. And this is a from software open world game, which is really impressive. That being said, if you're playing on PS5 as I am. I would highly recommend you keep it on performance mode and stay away maybe from quality mode because I put it on quality mode and I was like, oh, and immediately put it back on performance mode. Quality mode, depending on where you're at, uh, you know, I tried it in several different areas to see like what kind of environments would give me the most strain on my frame rate. If you're inside of like, you know, like a building, for example, right? Like, like it, it's okay. It's, it's 30 frames a second with a few depths. You know, standard soul stuff. If you're out in the world and there's a lot of stuff happening, like you're looking at 1520. Um, now, now, some of this could be mitigated by a day one patch. Like, and I want to stress, like, I'm not playing with a day one patch. So, uh, but, but also, you know, for the, like, this game feels so good at 60 frames a second. Play it on performance mode. If you're playing yeah. this on console, there's no reason not to play it on performance well, mode. And it a, looks beautiful. In theory, in theory a like, perform or a, uh, an, an, a patch that improves the performance would help performance mode too, because you'd be getting, maybe a little yes. higher resolutions in some of these more demanding areas for sure because it's, it's doing for dynamic sure. resolution right and, and scaling up and down to, to keep it to the frame rate i assume yeah 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 um uh, i mean bandai namco seems to think that this day one patch is going to cause a notable improvement in performance so and like it, it is one of the best performing uh from software games i've played um if you're playing it on performance mode uh, oh and there's torrent your uh torrent is your your mount uh, you have a mount in this game. You get them about maybe 30 minutes into the game, so it's not very long. Right. He's like a cross between a horse and a goat. And uh, he's got this cool little, like, he can jump and, like, he can do a double jump. Uh, he's very fast. He can die, but you can resurrect him. Um, he's only, in 60 hours, he's only died on me once, so I wouldn't worry too much about it. I, you know, at first I was running around, running around, running around, but then... I started using torrent more and more because the world is just so damn big. You're not going to get anywhere if you're just walking around. So highly recommend using torrent uh, as often as you can. Uh, plus, it's it, torrent makes it a little easy to like cheese mountain cliffs if you know what I mean. You know, I do. Skyrim yeah, it up. So is it, yeah. So uh, so so he will he will help you in that regard. 
I won't say anything more about Torrent because I don't want to get into story stuff. But uh, so yeah, you have a mount uh, who controls so much better than Roach in Witcher Three that it's like mind-boggling to me. Well, that's not um, a high bar. I mean, it's not a high bar, but Torrent controls really well. Okay. You know, Derek, I wanted to circle back to our conversation about how this is Dark Souls Four. Well, it's in my head because it sounds like this is Dark Souls Four. So. I want to talk about combat real quick. Here was the other question. Because I, I was going to say, back when I was talking about the, the, the consistent through line that I love about FromSoft is the sense of exploration. But the thing that makes me love Dark Souls, aside from the like particular dark fantasy aesthetic and tone that I really love, is the flow of combat is very different from combat in Sekiro or Bloodborne. It's slower it's, very slow and it's kind of defensive dark souls 3 paces it up a little bit and added in like more special moves but it is still effectively it's it's not trying to be like a a rush in you know fast paced type of character action game so 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 this is closer to in my opinion um dark souls 2 ink for combat in the sense that it's got that weightiness of Dark Souls 1, but it's also a little quicker, mm-hmm. a little faster. Now, again, I'm using a Claymore, which is like, you know, a, a four-swing weapon. Yeah. So so I, it, combat always feels a little slow for me. Just, that's just how I roll in, in a Souls game. Um, but, there, but, but, but there's more, right? Like, so you get these uh, little abilities called Great Ashes, and you can, like, for example, on my Claymore, I have what's called Lion's Claw. And if I hit L2, I'll do a little... Uh, spinning attack that uses up some of my magic meter and takes a sizable chunk of health away from whatever I'm fighting, right? Yeah. And you can find different little abilities throughout the game. You also get... Oh, no, I'm sorry. Those are Ashes of War. The Great Ashes are things, essentially summons, that you can you could summon... Uh, you can summon aid. For example, I use Lone Wolf, which whenever I use it, it uses up my magic meter, and I, I summon three Spectral Wolves to fight by me until they die. But I use the three wolves, and I, I really like them. I, I'm probably going to stick with them. As far as the combat itself goes, there is a visceral counter, sort of similar to like what we saw in Bloodborne, uh, but it's much easier to pull off. You remember how in Bloodborne, uh, if an enemy was about to hit you, you had that like split-second window where you could shoot them and stagger them and, and open them up for a visceral attack. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in this, for example, if I like, I, I use a shield, and I don't know how you do this without a shield. I don't. I'm not sure you can. But if you have a shield, and you're blocking, if an enemy hits your shield, you tap R2, and you will you will immediately counterattack them. If it lands, it will stagger them, and you can do a visceral attack. So it's a lot easier to pull off. Uh, and uh, you know, it, it's it has saved my life quite a few times uh, in combat. Because again, this is one of the more difficult Souls games. But you know. It, if you've played Dark Souls one, two, and three, you will you will slip right into this like an old old comfortable pair of shoes, you know. And you'll be like, "Oh, this feels like we're playing Dark Souls," with with a few additions. It's it's great if you know Souls combat and you love Souls combat, then you're gonna have no problems. Okay. Okay. Yes. You love to see it. Yeah. Honestly, I love to, I love I'm just to really play happy it. that it's as good as you would hope. We're hoping for because. I don't think your soul could have handled Elden Ring being a flop. Yeah, it would have. Uh, <laughs> it would have extinguished. <laughs> no, sure. but like in all. Oh God, Jesus, you too. Um, I I will say this like without reservation. It's one of my favorite games of all time, ever. All right. 
Look, and, the Dark and, Souls trilogy holds kind of a special place in my heart, and I'm I'm ready for more. You know, when what at the end of the year when we start talking about game of the year stuff, this is I don't know how anything else tops this. I just for me, I just I just don't. Um, now, I, I I will say this, and this is very important. I've seen a lot of people who have never played the Souls franchise say, "This is the point I'm going to enter." But I, I I love it. Like like it's a wonderful it's a wonderful game. But I I, I will tell you, if you don't like the Souls formula, this is not going to change your mind. I've seen people who say. I generally don't like the Souls games, but I love open world games, so I'm really excited. Oh to yeah, play this Elden is Ring. not going to feel more like an Assassin's Creed or Horizon yeah, Zero Dawn. So people people see that and they're assuming this is going to be a different style of game. No, it is not. Yeah. Um, and if you don't like the Souls games, this is like this is harder than Dark Souls one, two, and three. It, so and and it is if you don't like the Souls formula. This is not going to change your mind. I'm gonna. I'll say that right now. I would love. I would love for more people to play Souls games, and I think this is a. It's a. It's a. It, an incredible. I'm taken aback at, at just how good this game is, and I feel. I think people should absolutely give it a shot, but just go in with the knowledge that if if Souls has never clicked for you and you just don't love it, just because this is an open world game. It, it, that that's that is not going to be enough for you. This has way more DNA from Dark Souls than it has DNA from the like standard Ubisoft style Assassin's oh God, Creed like open same world. world. Man. Yeah. yeah, like no, like like no. I mean, you'll be walking around the world and it, and and like and it just these enemies out in the world will just kill you without hesitation. So I I do worry that. People who generally don't like Souls games will see like a big open world game. I'm gonna love this. I don't know. Uh, I hope you do. But do you do, think a lot of people but... who never really tried Dark Souls might jump into this for the first time and find something special here? I, I think so. But I also want to temper that by saying, I still think, I still think, Dark Souls one, two, or three is a better starting point. If you've hmm. never played the Souls games, and I'll tell I you, I feel why. Bloodborne is the best starting point. Mm. So, so well, so, people but argue thing, about like, that for generations. So, yeah, well, that's fair. No, well, no, yeah, but but like, Bloodborne isn't really like. I mean, this is this feel. I mean, Finn, I'm not kidding when I say this is essentially Dark Souls Four. So, so, and it carries far more of the soul of the Dark Souls DNA than it does anything resembling Bloodborne. I, I would still recommend if you've never played any of the Souls games, I would at least play Dark Souls one first to get a taste for what you're getting yourself into. Because this Dark Souls for somebody who's never played it is going to be a very difficult experience. This game is harder than that. It is. There are some bosses and just regular enemies in this game that are soul crushingly different or, or difficult for even for somebody like me who is good at these games and is familiar with them. And that was that was that was one of the first. That was like that's something that's been on my mind over the past few days is that, you know, I'm really good at these games. I love these games. I put thousands of hours into these games. This is hard. And, and I can, I can absolutely see that level of difficulty turning someone off who has never played these games before and tried to use this as a starting point. Nah, I believe I have faith. Okay. I guess like, we're going like, to find I mean, out on Friday. Won't yeah, we? we will. Yeah. Um, having we're not going to tarnish this oh, reputation. God, Finn, shut up. Finn, you're so um, good at this. He's terrible. He's good. I love him. He's good, and it's Finn, terrible. I love you. So if we're gonna if if we were gonna wrap, what would be your like 
What would you be your thesis statement? My thesis statement? I've never written one of those. Okay. What would if this was a written review? What would be the yeah. uh, the hook? I I don't. Your, here's a better question. I I don't know if I'm going to buy this game as a a presumed member of the audience. Why would I buy it? Why would I not? Well, I would. I why would I, I enjoy you, it? Why would I hate it? So, I would tell I so I would tell you that it is very rare that a game conveys a sense of real, actual wonder. Um, and and awe, like you know, we see uh, like you know a, a a beautiful painting, and we can and we can be moved by it. We we read uh, a, a beautiful piece of literature, and we can feel something stirring inside of us. Um, you know, we can we can hear someone singing, uh, who has a beautiful voice, and and they're singing a song. Laying it on kind of thick here, bud. I, I do hold on. They can you know if, if you're. If you're listening to somebody sing a beautiful song in a language you don't understand, but you still under, but you still get what they're what they're saying, these experiences can move us. And it's and you know if you look at games as art, and I, I think you have to. Games are an art form. Then then games should ha- be able to invoke the same emotions in us when you see something beautiful in a game, be it story or visuals or otherwise. And so I don't think it's a stretch to say that. Um, I mean, I don't think it's laying it on thick to say that. You know, if you consider games as an art form, uh, then a game like Elden Ring can do the same to you. And sure, it did me. Like there are moments where this game took my breath away with just how beautiful it was and how how small I seemed uh, and how insignificant I seemed uh, in the midst of all of this, everything surrounding me. Um, and so, if you want a sense, if you want a game to truly move you in a way that few good that that. I believe few games can. You are than, so than bad at concise elevator pitches, man. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Give me the too long, didn't read yeah. game version. Good. Game good. It's very good. Gotcha. I'm not sure what else you want me to say. Like, like, like I, it, it's, it's, it, it's one of those games where you, you've just got to play it. Here Do we you, go. Hey, let me, let me, let me take a stab at it. Tell me if I'm wrong, John. Stop, stop me if you've heard this one before. Elden Ring is a masterpiece. Stop. If you're already a fan of the of the franchise and the genre, Elden Ring is a no-brainer. Go play it. Uh, it is essentially Dark Souls 4 in sure. everything but name. The new quality of life additions just enhance the experience. Uh, the mount system, the save system, the combat system, everything is just a chef's kiss, something like that. But Finn, you haven't played it. How can, how can you say that? Because I'm just compiling everything you said <laughs> yeah. and and putting it yeah, into a more works. concise it's, it's, package. That, it's beautiful. Fine. It's interesting. It's something unlike what many people are likely to have experienced before. It is brutally fucking hard and almost certainly not for everybody. Well, I, I would also say I would I would actually add on to that last point, Derek, and and I would say that this is also a game that gives you very little direction as to what to do and where to go. And that can feel in, in a world this big, it can feel incredibly overwhelming and frustrating. You know, I can absolutely see that frust- this frustrating the shit out of somebody who's like, I just want to know where to go, man. Um, you know, like look at the other open world game, the, the other big open world game that just released, Horizon Forbidden West. By all accounts, I haven't played it yet, but a fantastic game, right? Phenomenal so far. Yeah. But it also adheres to some of those, you know, those tried and true open world 
open world tropes, which aren't bad. It's just what game, it's what we've come to expect from these games, right? Like there's waypoints and checkpoints, and uh, you know you, you you essentially know where you need to go next, and you know there's a there's a marker leading you to your next area. Um, there's towers to unlock, like th- all this stuff. There's none of that here. None of that. It does have a compass, which is revolutionary for a Souls game. But there is zero handholding here. There, there are zero waypoints or, uh, you know, like, like don't, don't expect this game to hold your hand. Gotcha. You know, it's just, it's just not going to. Well, I mean, I think that without starting to delve into spoilers, I feel like that is a solid uh, breakdown of, of your experience. God, I love this game. Well, there we go. That, that's really all that matters at the end of the day is you, a person notorious for, I'm not going to say nitpicking, but you can find fault in lots of things. And you've just been gushing for an hour straight about Elden Ring. Yeah. And that's before any like day one patches or anything. So I, I feel like it's pretty safe to call this uh, a front runner for 2022 uh so anyway yeah i think that that pretty much wraps it up uh to to go any further i would delve into things that i want you to and anybody listening to this to discover for themselves i would say we've already towed Um, the line a tiny bit in terms of like trying really hard to give as little away as possible while also still gushing for almost an hour when it's hard it's hard to do that right yeah um with a game like this so so yeah uh thank you again to bandai namco for uh, providing us with a review code, uh, and thank you to From Software for creating such a fantastic world to spend 200 hours of my life in. Um, yep, especially, yep. especially that it's even more meaningful now, considering waves, arms, all this. So much appreciated, and uh, thank you to anybody who is listening to this now, who sat through us for an hour. Uh, we appreciate you hearing us out. Go check out Elden Ring, fantastic game. One, I, I, I can't say enough about it. If you want more content from us, you can always check us out every Thursday night live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash official SDGC. We're also on Twitter at official SDGC and where you can find links to various things from our Discord to uh, merchandise, the proceeds of which all go towards various good causes. And that's all we got. Guys, thanks for sticking around. Remember, kindness costs nothing. We will see you next week.